Welcome to the Marriage Puzzle Podcast with Julie and Thomas Hobby. We are marriage coaches who help couples with pain points about money, intimacy, and communication go from being overwhelmed to being secure in their marriage. If this is your first time listening to us, thanks for checking out our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Let's dive into this episode. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us again on this month's episode. And uh, as you may know, you can find inspiration for something anywhere. And this month for us, the inspiration for this episode came from us attending a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, we, we try to keep our eyes open for things, especially when it's centered around marriage. And uh, this funeral was uh, for someone that uh, we knew and a great he was in a great marriage, and um, the uh, part that caught our attention was during the funeral, his wife got up and stood in front of hundreds of people and uh, just poured, you know, good thing after good thing after good thing out about her husband, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was really moving and touching, and you know, it, it, that's where the inspiration came from. It got us thinking. Yeah, because God forbid you experience your spouse passing away prior to you like that's not something i'm thinking about we're in our 30s late 30s but you know you i just don't think about losing my spouse this young and so it just got me thinking like how would i feel you know there would be that initial shock and sadness um honestly it'd be more of like I'm alone. What am I going to do now? <laughs> right. um, and, and missing you. But then, you know, I'm like, there might even be thoughts of remorse of, uh, of a, you know, a sudden, I mean, no one's ready for death, right? So would there be remorse of what I said or didn't say that last conversation or the day before or what I didn't fix or share with you? And so it's just like, you know, um, we also went to a wedding this month and it's like, oh, you can like, when they're saying their vows, you, you feel more connected to your spouse. Like you kind of think about your marriage and now I've never felt that way at a funeral of th- looking into our marriage and what our spouse's funeral for, funeral would look like. And so, you know, if, if you had the opportunity and wanted the opportunity to speak at their funeral, what would you share? about them what would I say so hopefully you'll think of good things that you experienced through the years and and all of that but it was just kind of eye-opening too like why would I have to wait for their absence to remember and acknowledge and celebrate those things when hopefully I do still have time you know what if I was more intentional about finding the good Mm. in my spouse and and you and appreciate that each day and and communicating it to them as often as possible because like you said about the remorse factor you know you could think back on this and you know think about you know something happened to your spouse you know what would you what would you think about for for their funeral but you know what would you wish you could have said yeah in person yeah and so if if you're not communicating one if you're not thinking about it but two if you're not communicating it you know, you got to feel free to, so do you have anything you want to communicate to me right I now? I do. I know. That's where it's like, so I'm putting her on the spot. Right? <laughs> but that's where it, it's about perspective. And yeah. that 
a funeral, although it was so sad, it changed my perspective for now because I do have time with you. Yeah, and and let me add that this specific funeral, I mean, I was sitting in the audience thinking, like, if I had to get up there and speak at your your funeral, like, I don't think I'd be able to emotionally Mm -hmm. make it through a speech without just falling apart. But the way she stood up there and... I, I mean, obviously, yes, there's some time in between. Like, you've had a little bit of time to mourn. You've probably gotten a lot of tears out already. Right. And and I, I, I'm saying this as a positive thing, but she just was, like, glowing and boasting about her husband mm-hmm. in the most positive way. Like, as if he was receiving an award right. at, at, a, at an award ceremony and she was getting to present it. Like, there was there wasn't the emotion that I expected that I feel like I would have and I don't say that in a negative way I say that as she had so many good things to say she was just like bragging on him the whole time and it was easy may not have been easy but it it looked easy Mm -hmm. from what I was viewing and so it was just a really cool experience which got us thinking when we attend a funeral we can often start thinking what would be said about me at my funeral Mm -hmm. but in this episode, we want to kind of flip that script around and say, what would you say about your spouse at their funeral? Um, would you be able to stand up there and pour out their praises uh, like we experienced at, at this funeral? Or would you be, if you had to write that speech today, would you only be mm-hmm. writing about their their flaws and their faults? Mm-hmm. And if you know if you're only you know thinking about their flaws and their faults there's there's some problems there but it's it it's naturally going to be human nature to want to say the nice things about someone at a funeral like they can't defend themselves anymore mm-hmm. so you know it's it, it's in a room full of people you're likely going to be wanting to say the positive well things, you right? know that that's etiquette right yes you're not, exactly that's, i haven't been to a funeral yet where, <laughs> where it's just a bash bashing session. <laughs> their spouse they probably just wouldn't speak yeah and that's where i'm like she didn't have to and, right. and some people aren't comfortable with that but if you got to celebrate right. their life what would you say yeah yeah and so you know if if you're not able if you think that you wouldn't be able to get up there and say just you know a bunch of positive things then you know are are you even doing that day to day in your marriage right. are you saying those positive things to your spouse day to day in your marriage because you know you may not be able to change some of the characteristics about your spouse but you know if you're listening to this thinking like i said you wouldn't have very many good things to say about them at their funeral maybe not in the context of them as a person in general um, because everyone has good qualities and bad qualities as a person that's just kind of how we're made up but looking at it from the context of your marriage you know, would you have positive things to say about them, about your relationship with them in your marriage? Mm-hmm. And if you can't, if you don't think you'd have that many things to say from that perspective, then there definitely may be some root issues inside your marriage that you need to work through with them. Absolutely. If, if this is how you're feeling right now, um, the first thing that we would encourage you to do is examine your perspective of your spouse. Because I think that's, you. if you change your perspective, you have the opportunity to change your marriage within. Um, you know, you said often we think 
what would people say about us at our funeral? Mm-hmm. What would be written on our tombstone? And I, I personally believe, like I've been convicted of this um, this month. Like, I think we work on that stuff outside of the house, you know, outside of the home. Maybe it's a work environment. Would you want people to say, "I'm I'm hardworking. I'm reliable. I'm responsible. I'm forgiving. I'm a good friend." Like. A good listener like well but you work on that oftentimes so much out of the home mm-hmm. and then in the home you get to be more yourself and you should be accepted and loved for who you are right. with your spouse but they're not always like working on those good qualities right mm-hmm. so that I'm like what would my spouse say about me but I think if you're now looking at what would I say about my spouse I might have to shift my perspective then right but if I do that, like I said, you have the opportunity to shift your your marriage for the better yeah. <laughs> while you still have the time because we're not trying to be morbid with these thoughts, but you know, we're not promised tomorrow. Right. And that was an eye opener um, for for this episode and you know, and some takeaways that we'd give to you. Yeah, and especially if you're coming at this from a point of view of you would struggle writing a positive speech about right. them. You know, like uh, if uh, if you're, you know, just saying the tasks that they completed <laughs> for you and things like that, if that's where you're at and it's not a deep... Like, yeah, you're good at taking out the trash. Right. Thomas was good picking up his clothes and he never missed the hamper. You, you know, I would right. say that. <laughs> right. Always put the seat down. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, those can be funny little quips that you could say, but if that's kind of the depth of what you think you'd be able to say right now, then, you know, that's where we're talking about changing your perspective. You, you can find those and focus on some of those things, but find some of the deeper qualities that you can focus on mm-hmm. and find and, 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 kind of take those like grab onto those because if, if you're tr- working through some struggles in your marriage you got to find something positive to grab onto so how do we do that practically we we do try to give you know takeaways so we have three for you today mm-hmm. and the first one is to you know start thinking like you're saying of the positive but we would take it a step further and encourage you to write them down mm-hmm. um there was a, a couple we had in our marriage coaching that did this exercise and it might sound like oh yeah that's good yeah i'm not gonna do that one day like the every day when you you know wake up and you have that notebook and you're whether it's one thing a day three things a day whatever you can you know doesn't have to have a number and this isn't to then show them look i have a notebook full of your qualities this is more of a not so private but just an internal Mm -hmm. changing my own perspective about my spouse and it's not just the thought that's good enough but actually writing it down because I think then um in those frustrations and those hard moments you have something to turn to or the next morning when you're like whoo that was a rough night um you see the ones that you wrote that morning and it, it did start in a, in a positive way and so you're training your mind to see it and remember it and that's helping change your perspective about your your spouse yeah and and if you do it consistently if you can do that if you take that action step and you start doing that consistently you can start to see the patterns and then you can build the depth from those mm-hmm. you know if we talk we've talked on the past about the five love languages right if if your spouse's love language is ling, love language is acts of service 
then and you see like they're always doing these things for you then that's how their that's how their heart is pouring out love to you mm-hmm. that again that may not be your love language but if you're writing it down and writing on the things that you loved about them for the day and the qualities that you admired about them then you're going to start seeing those patterns oh my goodness my spouse every day did this for me mm-hmm. for our family and you know, worked hard and, you know, whatever it is, you'll start to see those patterns. And then that will turn from just a thing that they do to a deeper connected uh, admiration of a quality about them. Right. That's so good. So the first one is write down your positive things um, about your spouse. And two would be remember why you married them. Like, it wasn't to fix them. You you knew that getting into your marriage. I'm not. I'm gonna marry this person because they're here, and I'm gonna help Their them project. raise the bar. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's you you know that. So just remember why you married them, because it shouldn't be your viewpoint now to to fix them. We get comfortable. We've been married 17 years now. Like we we see it in couples that comfortableness is good. <laughs> But you can't then just like let everything go out the window and and like you said, it's a project to be worked on or a frustration to vent about to all my girlfriends. It's like, no, like remember why you married them. We have a whole actual podcast episode of mm-hmm. called Remember Your Why yeah. be- because it's so important and it can bring you back to that, the positive thoughts and the love um, that you should now be reminded of and then continue to look for and be like yeah they really do love me they're really trying yeah we'll link that episode in the show notes so you can go check it out as well if, if you're really trying to f- get back to your original point if you're in a position in your marriage where you're like i don't know what to do anymore that's a great place to start is going back and just remembering why did you marry this person in the first place there was something about them that made you feel yeah, I want to be with this person the rest of my life. And if you can get back to that, get back to the foundation, then, you know, you can build and move forward from there. Then the third and final takeaway, although we do have some bonus tips here in a little bit, um, if you're still with us, but um, the third takeaway of just thinking through, you know, what would you say at your spouse's funeral about them? Um, number three is talk to your spouse about wanting to make your marriage better so many times we've seen couples wait till it's too late Mm -hmm. to get better so they're on the brink of divorce and you know they'll even go to marriage counseling and uh, unfortunately sometimes then it is too late Mm -hmm. like they're they don't want to change they're out they already have the foot out uh, of you know foot out of the door but um you can still, there's still time, if you're still alive and, and married, you still have time to talk to your spouse and and just come come to them and say, I want our marriage to be better. It doesn't have to be, it's horrible, it's bad. It's like, hey, I want to take it from where it is to the next level. And that's why we're marriage coaches because we don't, it doesn't have to have like this big problem that something happens um uh, or a big hurt or episode or some um issue no, yeah issue to to reach out to us um we work through just even things like this like how would i tell my spouse that i want to you know have a better marriage and you just go to hey i listened to this podcast episode yeah. and it's really burning on my heart to just share with you like 
I'm sure you might have issues with me or I I have some stuff like I want to share and I don't know how. And so, you know, we have Thomas and Julie available. If we just jump on a call with them, maybe we can just see what this marriage coaching would be all about. And then we craft it to find your strength areas and your growth opportunities and your own relationship with each other. So with that, like you get to find the positives. That's what we're saying. If you can't think of positives, like we can actually help Mm -hmm. find those and celebrate that. And then it is going to say, these are the things like that you would probably agree that we can help get better at together. Um, And so that's kind of, I hope encouraging (laughs) that it's not too late and um, it's totally fine. And I would love it if more couples just said, Hey, like we're not, bad but i want to get better with this relationship and our marriage because we do have years to live and enjoy this yeah yeah and you know to just kind of give you a little perspective we've heard this explained before that you know there's a place for marriage counseling and you know counseling in general and counseling tends to be a uh, backward view too current like Mm -hmm. you're healing trying to heal and repair from something in the past to now and coaching takes you from where you're at now to something better and so uh, there's definitely a place for both of these Um, and so you know you may need both at some point but if you're just saying like hey we don't have anything like major that we're trying to heal from in the past but we're stuck in this rut right now we don't know how to move forward that's where coaching can come into play and you can you know, get some help and, and move forward um, from that. Um, but, you know, we wanted to give you some just, if you've stayed this long, we want to give you some practical just bonus tips, you know, just a few extra things that you can do um, from more so of a financial standpoint when uh, you, when when something happens, uh, when, when your spouse passes away, um, that, that you can do to continue loving your spouse. And so this is uh, really more like if, if I passed away, how could I love yeah. Julie, you know, beyond uh, beyond my living here on the planet so that, uh, you know, she's not continuing to struggle down the road. And so uh, I do financial coaching as well as marriage coaching. And so that's why this is some of this is coming from a financial lens. But these are just some practical things that you can do to show love to your spouse after you've passed away. Um, number one, uh, make sure you discuss and specifically write down what you want your funeral plans to be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, we don't want to be specifically morbid about this, but you know, if, if you want to be buried or cremated, that's, that's an important decision you need to have a conversation about ahead of time um, so that they don't have to make that decision for you. Um, that's huge because when we had that discussion and I heard your answer, I was shocked. I was like, really? Like, I didn't know your viewpoint because one or the other is not good or bad. Mm-hmm. But it, it it was just an enlightening conversation. It's so funny. It's like, but to have those before um, you're even forced, like sometimes people later in life or if they're sick or, or whatever, then you're forced to have those conversations. You don't want to have them. Right. Um, but even as you continue this, we, you have three things here, but um, it, it's just easier to have them now with like more lighthearted of me still getting to know you, I yeah. guess. Or like you're saying, 
setting your spouse up well so they don't resent you like okay I miss them and now they left me with this mess and I don't know anything and and so yeah of course we wanted to add this bonus material so sure and, one. and and you know you have those dis- discussions and decisions ahead of time because unfortunately I mean I, I don't mean this negatively against funeral homes at all because they're they're running a business too but in that when when someone comes to them in that state and decisions haven't been pre-planned and pre-made you know the spouse is naturally going to say oh i want the best for you know my husband i want i want all the bells and whistles pull out all the stops and then you're stuck with this huge bill that you maybe weren't expecting whereas if if you planned it out ahead of time you can go in and say nope this is exactly what they wanted this is how we're going to do it like Mm -hmm whatever that is, but they're not having to make those emotional decisions that can financially impact them down the road in a negative way. Yeah. Um, uh, kind of a one, one B yeah. to this one, like <laughs> a little thinking. bonus tip to the bonus tip. Uh, not everything has to be paid for up mm-hmm. front. And that sounds kind of counterintuitive. If you're trying to make it easy for your spouse, you know, uh, then why wouldn't you just pay for it all up front? Well, just just run some numbers on this. I mean, if, if a funeral is going to cost $10,000 based on the decisions that your spouse makes and you prepay the funeral home that $10,000 for all the things that, you know, need to be done at your spouse's funeral, they get to keep that money. They get to invest that money. They get to have that money grow for them versus if you say, okay, it's probably going to cost about $10,000, round up for inflation if you want to, whatever. Um, over time, assuming that your spouse is going to, you know, live for a long time, then you invest that money. And over time, that money grows. And let's say it becomes $50,000 over the course of time, and you only still have to pay out 15 at the time of your death. Well, your spouse now has 35,000 extra versus you giving it to the funeral home. So that's what I'm saying. You know, depending on your financial situation, you'll have to look in more detail about that. But if you have the ability to, you know, if you're planning on paying the funeral home all of that upfront anyway, you might be better off just investing it yourself mm-hmm. and keeping the earnings for your spouse later on. So that's your bonus tip for the bonus tip. So <laughs> um, number two, uh, make sure that your spouse has access to all of your passwords to everything. Make sure they have access to all bank accounts, insurance policies, important documents, etc., and that they know where to go find those. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just have a drawer in your house or a, if you have a safe deposit box or something, you know, put something in there that's like instructions for them that says, if I die, you can find all mm-hmm. of my passwords here. You can find uh, these are all the bank accounts that we have. These are the account numbers. These are our insurance policies. This is the life insurance policy. You know, here's the deeds to our house and our cars and, and so on. Make sure they know where they can find all of that information. And, um, you know, go as far as you can with that to make it easy for them. Because, uh, I mean, there are simple things like, who is? would you know who our car insurance is with right now? No, why did you put me on the spot? I'm, because this is a point. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying of like, or include them in the discussions, the decisions along the yeah, way. Yeah, Because no, like only because you shop around. Like I, I would say one, but I think you have switched and I trusted you with that decision because you were like telling me you got a better deal, but I don't remember if I absorbed the company name. Right. So I would be like, a loss but it, i'd be looking for our cards exactly exactly <laughs> so you'd have to go looking for things and so so that's that's the point i'm trying yeah. to make is 
when things change, when things update, you're going to have to keep going back to that and, you know, making it, uh, making it as current as possible so they don't have to go searching for everything right. um, so that it's easy for them to find. And then number three, make sure that uh, all of your assets are joint assets. Um, and if they're not, either turn them into that, you know, get your spouse on everything, or there may be situations where you can't do that. For example, if you own a business and you're the only one on your business for whatever reason, that's, that's, that's okay. That's not necessarily a problem, but then make sure you have a will Mm -hmm. so that it specifies that anything that was only in your name, when that, when your, um, uh, estate goes through probate, that the will shows that these assets that were only in your name are supposed to transfer to your spouse. Um, A lot of times we can often think about a will as being like, if you and I died, what would happen to all of our stuff? Like, we don't want all of our kids fighting over that when they get older, you know, so we kind of predetermine that. But in certain situations where assets are only in one individual's name, you need to still designate that through a will because if because your estate will go through probate and if it goes through probate without you having a will then a judge then gets to decide what happens with that asset because sometimes you might bring something into the marriage mm -hmm. by a car or a house and um you know so they don't think it it's not hopefully you're not like going to buy a car without your spouse you you know or maybe you trust and it's we're not trying to talk about you know creating things like that to to um have you stumbled like well my spouse has to own everything i own but it's just you just may not be aware of if your car is in only your name before you got married you might want to consider <laughs> yourselves having access to that god forbid that that's that's an asset that they could have that is going to be taken away from them that's exactly right you may have a you know bank account that your parents set up for you when you were younger that was only in your name and you know about it but you're not thinking about it and because it's only in your name it would go through probate and the probate you know uh judge would have to decide where it goes but if you have a will saying that all assets or list out the specific assets go to your spouse that would be resolved that Mm -hmm. problem would be resolved and so just a few ways that you can love your spouse financially yeah you know, beyond your time here on the planet. So yeah, so lots of stuff to talk about with your spouse and process on your own so that your perspective can be a positive one toward your spouse um, before before they die. Um, so yes, thanks again for joining us and, and hanging out with us this month. Mm-hmm. And um, if you have any questions about this practically or, you know, something specific in your relationship, you can always reach out to us at marriagepuzzle.com. That's where you can book that free discovery call for marriage coaching or even just DM us on social media at, at Marriage Puzzle. We may not post every day, but we're around every day. So um, we look forward to hearing from you and uh, we'll see you next time. Have a good one.